Hey, today we are talking about showing up and just doing the work and trusting and knowing. And this is where I think both both things happen and are equally offensive. But when we want to talk about matching the vibration of the universe and kind of turning in and tapping on to source, and even if you don't use that language, this really is just about finding what's flowing and not forcing something that doesn't fit if you aren't into the universe and all the source energy whatever fine we'll call it something else it's really about one stating confidently what it is that you want something measurable so the universe and you can go yep that was it or nope that wasn't because when we say things like ah maybe Someday, I want to make money. Well, the universe is going to get that rather confused and you may stumble upon a penny tomorrow and go, oh, and then the universe goes, well, well, check. That was money. They made money. Okay, bye. They don't need that anymore. What else do you want? Right? Make it so specific. Like dangerously specific that you're like, oh, I shouldn't even say these things. Yikes. Because it'll happen. It's dangerous. And on the other side is we try to force something to fit. So we make that happen the way that we envision it. But our vision isn't what's important. Our ability to communicate what we want is what's important. And then instead of trying to create the vision, we need to just go to work with what is right now. And go to work with what's in better alignment with that. And so if you wanted to be a vet, but you're currently a CNA, well, what can you tap into now that starts to create a vibration around being a vet? We don't have to like jump off the edge and go all in on that. We don't have to rush it. We can just follow and find what flows. And so when I talk about taking a teeny tiny step, That teeny tiny step is necessary to find if that frequency even fits you. And then if it does, you'll see things just start to happen. And so today we're talking about becoming an overnight success. That's why. If you allow yourself to just take one step and then fine tune the frequency from there, all of a sudden... The more that you're tapping in, the more creative energy that you're producing from yourself, the higher the vibrational frequency, the higher the rate of return. And then all of a sudden, everything's flowing and people are looking around. And even though you've been doing work for years by taking teeny tiny steps all the way leading up to this, all of a sudden, everyone's going, holy crap, well, that, that person came out of nowhere. I don't even know who this person is. What the heck is going on? Oh, my gosh how did you get here? How are you everywhere right now? Well, you've been everywhere, just sort of in the background. And nobody paid attention until all of a sudden we tapped in. And once you're tapped in, you can't really, hard to untap, hard to turn that flow off. Now things are just flowing and glowing and growing and you're going, holy crap, what happened? Well, you tapped in, man. And even if you tapped in for just a moment in time, you can't really stop the domino. Now it's just flowing. 
And so your job is just to continue tapping, continue showing up to do the work. You can't tap out now, even though you can. And I definitely am proof of someone who did, who went, oh, okay, well, that was good. Yeah, I saw a lot of proof of that. That's really cool. I really like that. And okay, I'm going to go ahead and step away for a second. And you can step right back in. And it's amazing and it's beautiful. And yeah, overnight success seems like a whirlwind to people who weren't there from the beginning with you. And it's okay for them to think that. Because you know. And the people who trust you know. And so now you just go. All right, let's go. Welcome to season three. Um, I would love to tell you that season three is full of so many twists and turns and craziness that's going to come in. And honestly, it could be. But this podcast is my own personal journal of escaping from what I deemed a life that wasn't really fit for me. And that started in season one, rooted in the fact that my dream had died and I didn't know what my goals were in life anymore. And as we've walked through the valley of what that looks like and everything encompassing, we've been recording. And so I'm excited to be going into season three. I don't know what's in store for us, but I can tell you that from season one to now, Every day feels a little bit better and a lot more aligned. So I'm excited that you're here. If you're just finding this today in season three, um, you can go back and find all the past episodes. I started at around the age of 30 recording this podcast um, every weekday, working through this really painful Point in my life and we're just starting into season three and I'm excited to see where we get. It's a whole lot of entrepreneur creative vibes that are going out into this world and the more that I get to experience that the better that I feel. So gear up, load up, and let's all go out and change the world however that looks for us. But more than anything, let's forgive ourselves for our dream dying and start getting back to rebuilding after that. Hey, yo, friends, how you doing today? It is a balmy listen. Real, real warm here in the state of Iowa. In case you've never been, let me just paint this picture for you. Everything is closed this morning because temperatures feel, wait, no, actually are, I'm going to pull up just so I make sure that I get this right, actually are negative 17 degrees. It's cold. The high, I think, was projected to be one degree. Just one. Just the one degree. I remember when Emery was real little, we had about uh, two weeks straight 
of temperatures like that? It was madness. Everything shut down. Nothing could work. And it wasn't like, this is one super frigid day. It was two weeks of this. So you can imagine the beating that goes to vehicles, that goes to housing units. We had to have our water. Okay. <laughs> Midwest news. <laughs> when you're when you have an older house, I don't know if this is newer houses too, but when it gets that cold for that long, you have to keep the water running in your house. Otherwise it could freeze. If there's not running warm water going through your pipes, they could freeze at temperatures like this. And I don't know, cause I'm not a real home, great home taker. I just hear this from my dad I don't know what the exact temperature is, but I know when it gets to a certain temperature, my dad will call and make sure that we're keeping our water running or he, he doesn't anymore, but he used to when we were younger and we weren't knowledgeable of these things, which I just, dad, in case you're listening, um, please still call. We don't remember. <laughs> if you're the one remembering, please just remember for all of us, we got things going on and you're so amazing. <laughs> And always remembering that, making sure that pipes don't explode. Because, Dad, you're going to have to come help us fix it anyway. So I feel like maybe let's just keep being proactive about it. Keep keep sounding the alarm for us, making sure we're doing these home things right. Okay, just that was a PSA. Um, but anyways, it's it's silly cold here. And most people are like, why, why would you stay and trust? Every time that you walk outside when it's this cold, you're thinking the same thing. Why? You could live anywhere. And over the course of this last probably month and a half, it's been this firm knowing. And we definitely put and planted seeds out there for other places that we are looking to explore. And about three months ago, I just said, like, if that's what we're supposed to do, then that will be unfolded. And if it's not, then we'll go to work here. We'll make it happen here and see where we get. And so that has been the return from the universe. You are here. You are here. Go to work. And so that's what we did. We went to work. We got work done. We quit like dreaming about what could be and started surrendering to what is. And that's a major, major point in all of this story. And I think the truth of where the beginning of the death of a dream takes us is the surrender point. And now that I'm going out and speaking on the book that's coming out, that's really the sticking point of what I'm trying to leave audiences with. It's about surrendering what couldn't be for what is. And I'm very much in that place right now. What couldn't be was Hannah leaving here. But in reality, Hannah leaves here all the time. And in truth, we, we want to be here. Every time that we thought about leaving, the hardest part was like, so much of who we were 
was being raised around our families, was being raised in a small community, that is true to who we are. And the problem wasn't the community. The problem was the mindsets that we had stuck ourselves with. And so we can do better. We can raise the next generation of what's different and we can inspire more from small communities. We can raise the vibrational frequency of an entire community should we just show up to do the work. And so that's been a part of this last two months, definitely, but just sitting and doing the work and seeing what flows. And we're going to break that down even more today. And I think it's just like, you are where you are. You are where you are. Everything that's happened is just that. It's just happened. There's no reason to carry it along with you. There's no reason to go try to figure out what all went wrong. We need to just assume it was all right. It was all right to be leading you to where you are today. And it's lovely to try to think through how you get to any one place, but it's rather pointless, right? It's the same as, hey, we want to leave here So we're going to force this thing to happen. And luckily, thank goodness, somewhere along the way, I figured out that things that flow, things that are meant to be unfold easily. Things that are meant to be unfold easily, and you can doubt that, and you can push that, and you can say, no, you have to hustle, you have to work, you have to grind. No doubt. Okay? No doubt. But we don't have to force our way in to anything that is supposed to be for us. And I have millions of examples of proof. And you can go ahead and keep doubting me and killing yourself to get something. But like, you don't want something that requires your death. To flow. Because if you show up dead, I'm guessing you're not going to be much for service, much of a service, right? If you had to hustle and grind and kill yourself to get there, to get wherever it is that you're going and you show up depleted, how much good can you do? Right? Huh? Love you. Sorry. Dose of medicine. We're taking it. Taking it in. Hi. Got to take it in for myself. And sometimes that's what has to happen as a result of life happening. But again, right, should we tap into these tools of mental strength and balance and meditation and yoga? There is a way to sort of depreciate the exhaustion that you might be feeling in those moments where you've given everything, where you've done everything and you still got to show up and mindfulness and practices like that just put you miles ahead because we don't know. Life just happens. Things that flow happen. And things that don't sometimes are inevitable because you don't know what is that thing? Why the struggle? 
to get there. And again, everything works out as it's supposed to. So you don't have to fear. So this weekend, <laughs> when all these things kept happening, to not allow me to kind of tune into a project that I was working on, I was so glad that I had those sort of grounding things to call me in, to allow me to really sink into the work for the whole 20 minutes that I had to knock something out and to just trust and know and show up as the person that I've been building for the last three, four years to just show up. And I don't know that we started the great thing, but that really is the great thing. Continuing to find and follow what flows and to be able to tap in and out of the flow to understand when we're out of flow and get back in quickly. Because my life is sort of evolving very quickly at this moment. And any time spent out of flow, and we talked about that yesterday, Hannah, out of flow, Hannah wanting results for work that's not being done, that doesn't work. And so when I tap back into flow, it always just looks like showing up, doing the work, keeping my head down, not looking back up and going, oh, proof yet, proof yet, proof yet. I'm working. Do you see this? Pen to paper. Look. Nope. Showing up, doing the work on the things that I know I want to do. And yesterday, even though I very much started the morning in this place of, holy crap, oh no, we're not working. We got back to work. Definitely used yoga the last two days to sort of balance that, this weird place that I had gotten to. Um, and then just started to retap into creativity. And for me, creating always rebalances me every time, whether it's art, podcasting, because this podcast is essentially my art, my ability to translate things stuck up in my head to here, to create something for people to digest and decide. And this is always such a great starting point. This is a major, major flow point for me in my day, every single day. And that's art usually is a release. That's definitely how I use it. And so yesterday I just sat down and started creating. I didn't know exactly what was going on, but I knew that we had to, to rebalance because I had big things coming up that night where my balance and my attraction point needed to be there. Okay. We couldn't go in with my attraction point that I started the week in. Well, yeah, kind of. So that's my great thing. Refinding balance. That's what we're all doing. I will just give you a tip when you feel out of vibration, my experience is um, I'm out of vibration when I'm not creating enough. 
And that doesn't mean that you're an artist and you draw or you podcast or you write, right? What is creating for you? What is your creative release that you have? Is it coding? Is it... I don't know. There's a ton of stuff to do. Is it taking care of people? Is it just being nice? I don't know what it is. Is it working out? There's got to be a release. There's got to be a trigger, a way for you to rebalance, recalibrate so that you can show up in the right energy, the energy that manifests empires. That's the one we want. That's the one we want. Okay. So go ahead and take time for yourself. Recognize yourself for your great thing. You're not going to regret it. I just don't think you will. You may show up and be like, ah, I don't know. I feel like I've been tricking myself. But even then, you'll have so many proof points that when people remind you of how amazing you are, you'll go, oh, yeah, that's right. I am. I remember that. Thank you. Okay, goodbye. I'm going to go do amazing things now. I just forgot for one second, but I remember because I have the proof and I have the right people who can remind me in the right way. Hey, I'm awesome. Slay. <laughs> okay, so today I wanted to talk about this idea. Oh my gosh, and I went, I meant to grab, duh, I meant to grab my book, but I didn't. And honestly, it's my kid's book, but it's more my book than theirs. And uh, I digress. Okay. The idea of being an overnight success. It's always so funny to me, and it has always blown my mind. And as someone who showed up with this understanding that that's what happens. And I couldn't really conceive how that happens. How does someone become an overnight success? And then once I began to really tap into this source energy, and I haven't perfected it yet, but we're definitely getting somewhere closer than we were before. Once I started to tap into that, I could begin to understand it. And I could begin to understand an overnight success. And in the book, the book that sort of inspired a lot of this movement, but definitely inspired me to just go do the podcast, um, What Do You Do With an Idea? That book, and it's a children's book, that book, at the end of it, they talk about, and my idea was with me. But then all of a sudden, it was everywhere. And they have the most beautiful art that goes along with that page. And it's just like growing and flowing and popping up everywhere all over the community. And it's so beautiful. And I remember just being like, okay, then we're good. Then we're good to just start, just see. And that permission or that understanding that this is how these things work really allowed me to work in that space. And when I think about that, I also think about source energy and how important it is to tap into things, but also how easy it is to manifest. And, and we might just go, oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's not all that easy, Hannah. You've kind of gone crazy. I work really hard to make those things happen. And I would say, I don't think you have to. And I'm going to give you two concrete examples. Okay. And I'm going to give you an example where I, I 
let it go. I completely let go. And then I'm going to give you an example where I was trying to force a fit. Okay. For how and why, once you say what it is that you want, and this is why I work with corporations on this very topic. Once we say what we want, and we're confidently communicating that to everyone, they can get on board. We can manifest that faster. But also, it's just ours. It's just given. And so here's my first example. When I was in seventh grade, our girls basketball team made state. And this really cool thing happens at my school when they do that. The high school would travel the 20 minutes to the middle school in Dysart, Iowa. And (laughs) those players, now we wouldn't do this today because of COVID, but those players would go down the hallways and high five every single middle schooler. And we would do a pep rally and the band would be there. And oh my gosh, I'm about to cry. And right, it would be enough to inspire someone to want that thing. And so as I high-fived Sarah Hippen, I believe, who went on to play Division I basketball in Wyoming, high-fived me. And I remember right then and there, that light bulb coming on and me saying, I want to be that someday. I want to win a state title. And I didn't say basketball. And I didn't say that I wanted to do it as a high schooler. I just said, I want to win a state title someday. That's it as a seventh grader. And then I went to work, just started showing up for practices, just started figuring things out, never won a state title in high school, and then went on to live life. I decided that I wanted to be a head high school volleyball coach someday. And because I decided that very confidently, that happened. And there was no stress to that at all. There was no me planning my way into that place. I just kind of showed up and started absorbing volleyball, started absorbing coaching any way that I possibly could. And things unfolded and the universe was like, okay, she wants to be here. She's wanted to be here since seventh grade. You know what? Here you go. Here's a your first step into the state tournament as my first year as head coach. And then my second year, we ended up playing for a state title, which should not have happened. And neither should the first state title appearance have happened. That was my second year at state. And then my third year as a head coach, my first time as a head coach, we would win that state title that I dreamt about as a seventh grader. Right. And it would have been enough to just be like, that's done. You can't do that. But the universe was like, no, no, no. You just said a state title, sis. You didn't say when, where, and why. You just said a state title. Here you go. And it was work, right? But I just started showing up. How does one show up for a state title? Well, we replicate processes of other state title winning teams. And we go in and we put our mix and our style on what that could look like for us and the way that we want to do things. And we make it over and we make it ours and we show up. And I think it would have been easy to try to figure out how to make that happen. And I'm certain as a high schooler, I was trying and over trying to make that happen. And we do that a lot because 
we know that this is our dream and that this was meant for us and we don't want to give up on that. And I didn't have to give up on that. Right? We still found a way to make it happen. The universe was like, no, girl, I got you. You said that. It is yours. And I think we mess it up by doubting that it's ours and trying to find a way to make it happen. And so here's a story of force. Are you ready? Every day when I would walk into the hospital, I would walk by these big fancy photos of hospital board members every day. And I would walk by them and I'd be like, oh man, those people are so fancy and they wear those blazer jackets. And holy cow, someday I want to be fancy enough to be on a board. I want to be, I want to be on a board. I want to like make the decisions. And so every day I'd come to work thinking about how I needed to work in that organization and what seeds I needed to plant to make sure that someday my picture was up on a wall somewhere, on a board somewhere, doing work like that, where I had the ability and the voice and the seat to make a difference, to speak from my perspective of how things worked of how things could work, of how to make things better, of how to impact and make a change. Then I would sit and I would stew and I would think and I would think about how I needed to kind of raise my stature and, and how I needed to apply for the next leadership position. And I would try to force my hand at how that work went and how it was all meant to be. And I just knew that I wanted to be on a board and I didn't know how to do that, but I would just keep showing up thinking about how that really was the end goal of, of all of this work to just be someone who could be a voice for change from my own perspective. And it would never happen. The leadership positions that I would apply for would never happen. They would always feel super yucky and gross. And for whatever reason, they never lined up. And then eventually I would end up leaving that job, therefore kind of placing myself out of any board member position possibility for that hospital ever. However, hospital, if you need a board member and any of you are listening, um, hit me up. I got, I got a pretty interesting view of healthcare and where it could go. Anyways, that's a completely different story, but that was my background. And so that kind of made sense. And now I think, I don't know why I wasted so many years fighting for that. And maybe some of you are in this place where you feel like you're fighting to get something that you really want. And I will say, like, stop the fight. Nothing that is meant for you is going to require that. And this is where the overnight success comes in because it's like all you have to do is show up and do the work and the things that are meant for you are going to roll out beautifully. And it was very similar to how volleyball rolled out. It was like, oh, how nice. There's a new head coach there. Oh, she's never coached before. What? They made the state title? Wait, what? They made the state tournament? What? They made the state tournament again? What? They're playing in the finals? Who the? Who is this person? Wait, what? They made the state title game again? What? They won a state title? Who is this person? Now this coach who just entered in her third year is a 
3A coach of the year. What? Right? And that little idea of just wanting to be a head coach all of a sudden put me everywhere. And it was because we just showed up. We did the work. I, I, everything that I've ever done that I've been successful at, I, I never put any thought towards that success, right? Because that would inevitably be displaying this need to get somewhere that's not in touch with your current reality. If you're not willing to do the work today, then you're not willing and able to receive the benefit. And you don't have to think about it all that much. Let's just go ahead and say it. Okay, we want to win a state title. And do the work that a state title team would do. And I think about that in the work that I do today. Do the work that an empire builder would do. What would they do? And then just keep showing up. And the beautiful thing about all of those things is you can just say what it is that you want and then you can just show up and keep doing the work. And the reason that it looks like it all happened overnight is because you've been building in the background for a very long time. Okay? My ability to coach like that was because I sat at the desk of every single one of my coaches daily talking about our teams, talking about the way that they work, talking about why they structured it that way. And I had no idea why some 18-something-year-old, 19-20-year-old would rather spend their time sitting and thinking about the structure and the complexity and the strategy of a volleyball team as intently as I did. But guess what? That was just showing up and doing the work before I even knew what it meant or why it would be important. Just doing it because I found it extremely interesting. More interesting than going to parties. More interesting than, I don't know. I don't know what college kids do because I didn't really ever do it. (laughs) Not to say that I didn't do those things once in a while. But for the most part, that was always more interesting. Even when I tapped out, still more interesting. And that's the thing. Just show up for what you're interested in. Even if you don't know, just go. And I talk a lot about giving back and and showing up in service as your first line of defense or line to get in. And I find when you show up that way, things just flow even easier. It opens up the floodgates. Why? Because guess what? That's it. That's how it flows. You're working. And you're not working in a place or from a place that's going, hey, hey, whoa, 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 I'll do this work, but you're just going, no, I'll just give because I love it. Because I want to learn more about it. And when you go in with a heart like that, what bad things come from that? They just don't. Everything's abundant and it's flowing and it flows even more. And so then overnight, yes, seemingly overnight, people will look up and they'll go, whoa, where'd this person come from? Never heard of them. What the heck happened? And you'll be going, well, I've been figuring out how to speak this language and build this mindset for the last four years, kind of in a 
bedroom in my house. And so it may seem like it's overnight to you because I was nowhere and now I'm everywhere. But to me, it doesn't feel like overnight at all. In fact, it feels like it's been a long time coming. In fact, it feels like we've been building alone for too long. But you don't have to doubt it, right? You don't have to look up and go, oh no, is it coming? It's coming. If you said you wanted it, it is yours. And you don't have to sit around and think about how and wonder and mess up all the opportunities that might be coming for you by throwing yourself at the sacrifice of whatever that is and trying to rush a process that isn't meant to be rushed. Slow down. Let it flow to you. I'm telling you, it, it, as someone who experienced forcing, it isn't worth the hassle. Everything that's meant to flow does. And everything that you want is yours. It's already yours. So just let it go. And let it flow. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you're still here, go ahead and check us, me, it's just me, out on <laughs> all of our socials. I post every day, uh, post with some inspirational, I don't know, quotes and movements, um, definitely on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at The Death of a Dream, also on LinkedIn, but I think that's just me. It's just Hannah Ness, um, but you can check out kind of some daily encouragement to go down, chase your dreams, and live your best life. You can always check back here in the show notes for anything that we might have talked about at some point in the show, anything that I'm creating at this given point. I won't necessarily talk about it on the podcast every single day, but you can always find what I'm working on in the show notes. So thank you so much for listening. You, all of you, whether you listen to one episode, five minutes or five seconds, make a difference to me. And I couldn't be here doing this work if no one listened at all. So every person over one is just a bonus. And I feel extremely grateful to be a part of your day.